0: Welcome back to the podcast. So happy you are here. Today, we are talking about patience. One of the questions I've asked moms as they've joined my Facebook group is what is one area of being a mom you want to grow in? And the number one thing that has come up is patience with my children. So today, I'm going to give you four ways that you can help your child calm down and learn to manage their emotions. So enjoy. Hey Mamas! You're listening to the Mom Squad Podcast, a faith-driven show for moms on the merry-go-round of motherhood. I'm Melissa Wheelahan, your host. I'm a mom, educator, entrepreneur, coach, and trainer. I have spent the last 25 years being a mom, and believe me, I have been through it all. The one constant in my journey has definitely been Jesus. So I'm on a mission to help other moms stop feeling overwhelmed, overcommitted, and all alone. I believe that when you center your motherhood journey in your identity in Christ, build community with other moms, and let go of societal norms that can get in the way, you will experience the abundant life that we are promised through Christ's grace and love. If you are ready to get unfiltered, unhinged, and unapologetically authentic, then you have come to the right place. Pull up a seat, grab a cozy blanket, and maybe even a cup of tea. Because we are jumping off this merry-go-round with hearts open and hands up. Let's go. Okay, welcome. Here we go. Welcome to this episode. I'm excited about this topic. You know, one of the things I ask people when they join my Facebook group is: what is one area of being a mom that you want to grow in? And literally 80% of you said, Patience. And this wasn't just from the young moms. This was from the moms of teenagers, the moms of adult children. Like literally everybody was, I need patience. I need to learn how to be patient with my with my kids. And so I thought, I got to do a podcast on patience. So what can I do? Because I also struggle with patience right? I have adult children and, and it's different now. And I remember when the kids were little and they'd be in the grocery store and they'd be having meltdowns. And I would be like, I'm going to count to three, one, two. Like how many of you have done that, right? One, two, 2.5, 2.7. I mean, you better. One, two, right? You start over like, congratulations, mom. We all know how to count to three. And sometimes it's just hard to have patience, right? And then like your child's just like dead weight on the floor in the middle of Target, or just the temper tantrum, or the teenager who's just being defiant, or the adult child that's just talking back. Right? How do we deal with patience, and how do we have patience? So, let's talk about it. You know, one of the first things I do when I am thinking about a podcast is a anchoring Bible verse, and so the anchoring Bible verse that I chose for this podcast is Galatians five twenty two. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. Now I looked up how many times patience is in the Bible because I'm like let's see let's see how many times this was in the Bible. The word patience appears 70 times in the Bible. 70 times that's a lot a lot of times so it must be important to God. Um, I also looked up how that word is translated because there's a lot of different translations in the Bible and so I'm going to tell you some of the words so patience has been replaced with a quiet mind tolerance forbearance and my favorite long suffering okay long suffering let me just put that one in there for you the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. Long-suffering does not sound like patience to me, but apparently that is a translation. So as we get into this, I just wanted to have you be thinking a little bit about what's going on in your mind and what's going on in your child's mind when patience needs to be handled. And so because I am an educator and feel like I have knowledge around brain development I'm going to give you a quick little brain development lesson. So this is the quick and down and dirty understanding of the brain from your preschool teacher Mrs. Wheelahan. Okay so I want you to take your hand and I want you to put your thumb uh, under your fingers and I want you to make a fist with your thumb inside and I'm going to explain the brain to you fairly quickly because I really want to get to the goodness of the podcast but this is important information so where your wrist is that is the stem. so that is everything that flows up to your brain you know the, the blood the veins every, everything that flows up is sits in the brain stem. The top part of your fist where your fingers are folding over, that is called the prefrontal cortex and that is the thinking part of your brain. It's where decisions are made, emotions, language, impulse, problem-solving skills, and social interaction, okay? And that's, that is the part of the brain that um, is developed last and it takes until somebody is 25 years old for that to be fully developed. From birth to five is when the majority of the brain develops and that area um, is developing and the brain develops. But that area is 25 years old. So those of you that have teenagers and you're like, why is my teenager such pain in the butt? Here, that's why. Because the brain hasn't fully developed yet. So cut them some slack. Okay, so here's how it works. The front frontal cortex of the brain is last if you flip up your fingers you have your thumb in the middle that is the limbic system where the amygdala is and that is the uh impulse control or the control part of your brain that feels the emotions and amplifies the emotions. so when something happens the prefrontal cortex feels that impulse emotion all those feelings sadness joy whatever and it flips up which we call flip the lid And it opens it up to the limbic system, which then tells the brain to do one of three things, fight, flight, or freeze. So why this is important is you need to realize that young children or even teenagers, elementary age and teenagers, if something happens and they flip their lid and they are in amplified emotion mode, they cannot negotiate. They cannot hear you. They cannot calm down. You have to wait until that lid has come back over. So when your child is flailing their body in the middle of Target in the shopping cart because they want something or, you know, they got the wrong ice cream or whatever it is, they're mad because they're in the wrong seat or their brother touched them or whatever it is, they have flipped their lid. And there are plenty of times, I'm sure as parents, we have also flipped our lid right? I recently had an experience with my son, my adult son, where I flipped my lid and I had to check myself and be like, what is going on? Why is this so upsetting to me? Because our brain just does that. So but we have to learn these, these strategies to bring that back down. Because the goal is that we want to have emotionally secure children who love Jesus, right? I mean, that's what we want. So Quick brain lesson for you guys. Um, think about the movie Inside Out, the Disney movie or Pixar movie Inside Out. uh Disney Pixar. And the it's the Lady Joy, and they remember they're like in the brain of the little girl, and the the they got the like little memories that come through, and they got the angry guy and the sad guy and the yeah you know, they got all the characters. I love that movie. If you haven't seen it, you need to see it. It really explains all of how these emotions in the brain work and how they transition through this little girl's life. So, remember, you cannot reason with a child who has flipped their lid. So I'm going to take you through first what I want you to do. The first things I want you to do is I want you to check yourself. Proverbs fourteen twenty nine says, A patient man has great understanding, but a quick-tempered man displays folly. So we need to be patient so that we can have understanding. Okay, so it starts with us. It starts with us. We have to have that patience. And I'm gonna give you three ways to do that. First is notice. I want you to notice that you are in the state of you have flipped your personal lid. When your child does something and they're having a temper tantrum and you are getting ready to not become and you're ready to start counting. One, two, three, or say, if you don't do this, right? Just Go to the Facebook group and read the uh, one of the posts is about uh, hashtag the things you say most as a mom and they're great and a lot of them I'm sure are those ones you're saying to kids and you're, you're saying to your children when you're trying to have patience. So notice yourself, identify your triggers. What triggers you? What do you need to be aware of? Remember awareness is always key in everything we talk about. Number two, name it, observe how you respond. Oh right now I'm feeling really angry with this situation. Right now I'm feeling really sad with this situation. Right now I'm feeling really frustrated with the situation. If you can name your own emotion that will help you calm down so that you can respond to your child with love and care and giving them the space that they need. Third is have a new way. Develop a new system to manage your own emotions. For me it's it's Putting myself in (laughs) timeout, even though I don't agree with timeout, that's a whole other podcast. But for me, it's about giving myself space and downtime, prayer, meditation. Um, even in not even just like normal situations as an adult, when I get frustrated, I have to like stop, notice that I'm frustrated, decide how I'm going to respond. You. And then develop a plan. Here's what I want to say. Feelings are valid. Everybody's feelings are valid. Your feelings are your feelings. It's what you do with those feelings that then creates your character and how people see you. Okay? So develop your plan to to manage. Show up. Like, just think. Like, how do I want to show up every day for my kids? Do I want to show up as this person who understands how I feel inside? Or do I just want to show up as this angry person all the time? Right? Now, how to help your children. Same thing, notice, name, new. Here we go. Notice, notice the emotion in your child. Pay attention. Think about things. Is there a certain time of the day or situation where your children tend to melt down? My children melted down at four (laughs) o'clock and I realized, oh, they're hungry. Their blood sugar has dropped. It's the four o'clock witching hour where they really need to eat dinner right now or pretty soon. We eat dinner early. So when they were little, four o'clock was like, man, game on. We better get moving, right? Or is something going on? You guys, there is so much going on right now for kids. I mean, with COVID alone, there's just so many additional stressors for kids There is just so much anxiety for children. So just really notice, like, I know what's going on. Do they always melt down when you take them to the store? When my children were little, I would say, we're going into the store. We're getting these things. Today, we're not getting anything for you or you're not buying anything for yourself when you want to bring your money back to the store you can and you can get something and so we front we call we do what we call front-loading for children right really um telling them like identifying and knowing what's going to happen really just thinking about when your child is having those meltdowns maybe you need to write them down every time maybe you're like i don't know i feel like my kid has a meltdown every five minutes well write it down maybe they're hungry maybe they're tired Maybe they are, you know, uh, something has happened. You've, you know, moved the cheese. You know, like maybe that is something's going on for them. Like just figure that out. Notice it and identify it. Name it and connect it. This is really helpful for children. I can see that you're really upset right now. I can tell that that must be really hard. I know it's really tough right now. I know you're really sad right now. Identify, I mean, name and connect that emotion for your child. So they have an emotion. This is huge because then it's going to teach them to say, right now I feel angry. Right now I feel sad. Right now I feel frustrated. Even middle, middle school children, even my adult children, you know, we started doing like, how does that make you feel? And when they were younger, they would tease me about it. Oh, it makes me feel like this. Oh. But now I hear them say to each other, When you did that, that made me feel like this. And my kids even do that to me. My my oldest one will call me out and he'll be like, Mom, when you said that, it really hurt my feelings. But because that's the words that we have practiced, we can then have a conversation about what we did. So name and connect that feeling. Pause. Pause and breathe. Okay, when your child is in a full-on meltdown, you've now noticed that they're in a meltdown or you know it's going to happen so you can stop it ahead of time. You've named and connected it. I can see that you're really upset. Just stay calm and pause for them. Because remember, they've flipped their lid. There's no negotiating with that child that is having a meltdown laying on the floor. Zero. There, zero. There is no. You ha- They have to calm their body back down. Oh, Susie, I can see you're upset. I'm just going to sit right here by you and just breathe. I'm just going to breathe. And you model that. I breathe in and breathe out. And you just sit there. And just breathe with them. And then give them something new. A new way to self-manage their own. Using their words. Using their words like I know I'm upset. I can tell you're upset. Right? Once they've calmed down. What is it that's going on? Removing them from the situation of where they've had the temper tantrum. So if they're... You know, in the house, and they're flinging their body, and they're and they are on the floor, and then you get them to calm down, and they're still like, <laughs> you know, they do that, like they're like they're still crying and they're trying to catch their breath. I know you're upset. Come on, let's go. And if your child likes to be held, then like let's go, let's sit right here. Even if you move one foot over and you remove them from that space, so you've just physically put them into another space that has a new energy around it, that will also help them calm down a little bit more. So give them some new skills. Really help young children like zero, not zero, but like like the infant, the toddlers through the preschool, through really, you know, middles, like, you know, 8, 9, 10. Really helping them identify emotions so they know how they feel is really important. When they become pre-teens and you're thinking about talking about ways of how to help them self-manage, let them be part of that process. Let them decide what do I need to do to calm down younger children? Like we've got this, you know, soft animal for you or this soft space you're going to go to. Um, when you're ready, I'll have a conversation with you when you're ready, right? But when they're preteens, let them be part of the decision making process for that. Like what's that going to look like? And when they're teens, you know, I mean, you're going to get through it. Those of you who are parents of teenagers, you're going to get through it. Just, just love them where they're at and know that this too shall pass, Um you know, when they're talking back, and you're just like, I didn't raise this kid. I just want you to remember that prefrontal cortex has not developed. That's why teenagers sleep. That's why they sleep so much. Their brain is developing, right? And My next podcast episode that I'm going to do uh, next week is really about letting go, letting go and letting God when it comes to raising kids, Um, especially for those of you who are the moms like me that have adult children and letting them go and trusting that everything's going to be okay. When they get to teenage life, that's what you need to do. You need to just really help them understand where they're at and keep building those skills in them. So I hope that this encouraged you. One thing I want to close with is, um, you know, there, like I said, there are a lot of current stressors right now for, for kids. I mean, and then just like, you know, they've been home. They were doing homeschool. Now they're back in school. Now they might be at school. They've got to wear a mask. They can't talk to their friends. They can't have social situations. Um, maybe you moved in between that. Maybe they're having new experiences. Maybe they, you know, they've left. My son went to college. He went to college. Three months later, he came back. Like his college experience hasn't been the normal college experience. There's a lot going on. And there is an uptick in uh, challenging behaviors in younger children. Mental health issues with older kids. And so we just need to remember that God has us. God loves us. We can go to him for anything. Prayer is a way. Like pray for your children. And we'll be able to get through this together. Um, A friend of mine gave me this quote that I wanted to read to you. But it says, when little people are overwhelmed by big emotions, it's our job to share our calm and not join their chaos. So I hope that this was helpful. Remember, get out there. Help yourself and your children. Notice your triggers, name and connect the emotion, pause, rest, breathe, and come up with a new way to develop your own emotions and help your children calm down and manage their own. So get out there, be amazing moms that you are, trust in God that he has your back, and I will see you back here next time. Thanks for listening. Hey, mamas. Did you love that episode? If so, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple podcast. I love hearing about what resonated with you and how you're going to show up in the world as a God-centered mom. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the mom squad and join our mom squad Facebook group linked in the show notes. Lastly, feel free to share this episode with other moms who need to hear this message. And don't forget to tag me on your social media platforms at Melissa.Wheelahan. Till next time, God bless.